Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Wednesday, September 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers Daily presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Great past two episodes. If you missed either one of the Bill Meltzer appearances, we did Twitter questions, fan questions. Two episodes dedicated to you, the Flyer fans, and all your questions that came in over Twitter. Bill Meltzer and I tackled those over two episodes. So Sunday's episode and Monday's episode Each were Twitter questions, part one and part two. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the future, and we're going to take a look at what is to come for the Philadelphia Flyers. Corey Pronman of The Athletic does a deep dive every year and does his organizational farm system rankings. Now, his rankings this year, a little bit different than normal. Uh, Second, it includes all skaters in the organization who are 22 years of age and younger as of this September 15th, 2020. And that's regardless of how many games they've played in the NHL. Uh, it also allows them to incorporate some, some of the younger guys that have already cut their teeth and, already, and some guys in the system and so on and so forth. Some guys that moved out of his category of under 22 as of September 15th, Ivan Provorov, Travis Konechny, Oscar Limblom, Nicholas Aubé-Kubel, and Philip Myers. And his 2019 ranking for the Flyers farm system, uh, the Flyers ranked it at number seven at that time. And of course, when you have players like Ivan Provorov, Konechny, Limblom, Aubé-Kubel, and Phil Myers all spending a good amount of time at the NHL level, all having uh, varying degrees of success, uh, obviously you're going to go down a bit, but and they still are in the top 10, coming in at exactly that, number 10. His player rankings are as follows, and they're tiered. Uh, his first tier is high-end NHL player, and his number one ranked player in that regard is Joel Farabee. Now, Farabee obviously got into the league this year at 19 years of age, 20 years old now. Uh, he's a part of that high-end NHL player, and also falling into the same category because his 22nd birthday was uh, earlier in August is Carter Hart, and uh, we know what we have seen out of Carter Hart, and he is also categorized as a tier high-end NHL player. 926 save percentage in these playoffs, and obviously a guy that uh, everybody in Philadelphia, a lot of people around the NHL feel really good about, uh, not only the present but the future of Carter Hart. Uh, Nolan Patrick also falls into this category. Uh, September 19th, 1998, Nolan Patrick is in that high-end, very good bubble. Bill and I have talked about him in the past two episodes. He's a restricted free agent going in uh, to this offseason. And obviously, in each of his first two years, um, he had really good second halves, but he has yet to put together a full season. And he's also battled his fair share of injuries in those first two years. And then you couple that with, Obviously, this past season where he didn't get on the ice at all, uh, dealing with the, the migraine disorder, we're all hoping that Nolan Patrick gets out there on the ice. And I know a lot of people are choosing to write him off. Um, and I mentioned that I spoke with uh, the Flyers skills coach, Angelo Ricci, who's worked with Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon and really high-end players. And what he said about, no- about Nolan Patrick is this is a high-end, talented hockey player. He just needs to get healthy and be able to stay on the ice Uh, and develop his game at the National Hockey League level. So Nolan Patrick in there in that same category, category, high-end and very good NHL player. Morgan Frost also coming in at a high-end, very good bubble. Uh, Frost had a great first pro season in the AHL, uh, made the all-star team as a matter of fact, and a lot of people think Morgan Frost will be uh, a guy to make this team out of camp uh, coming up in November uh, for the 2020-2021 season. The knock on Morgan Frost has been he needs to put on a little bit more size and muscle. 
Uh, we'll see if indeed he has done that. Uh, we saw him for a couple of games this year, and you certainly see the offensive dynamic talent of a player like Morgan Frost. Igor Zamula is in a category down just a tier, and that would be a very good NHL player. Uh, the big six foot three defenseman, uh, Igor Zamula, uh, was with the Flyers in the bubble and worked out in the training camp and the return to play. So good opportunity for him. Cam York also in that very good NHL player category, uh, according to Corey Promman. He's going to be heading back to Michigan State for another season of collegiate hockey after a successful first season. Also on the uh, list for uh, Corey Promman for the 10th-ranked Flyers, Bobby Brink, the right winger, at 5'8", 163-pounder, uh, just a really gifted scorer. Now, he scored nearly a point per game uh, for the top player in Denver, and he stands out with his puck on his stick. He's a guy that can bury, and uh, he's another guy that, you know, Flyer fans have been looking for a sniper. Now, he is a sniper, and if he develops properly and develops uh, to be a good NHL sniper, then that'll be a much-needed box checked off for the Philadelphia Flyers. And so those are kind of the key names. Some other names on there, too, Tanner Lashinsky and Wade Allison, who signed entry-level contracts uh, when the pause began it may have even been late March when they signed those contracts. Also, Wyatt Wiley, who was playing at Everett, signed his entry-level contract. And when you look at this offseason, it's really interesting because the Flyers have a, a bunch of unrestricted free agents, guys that they acquired like Nate Thompson, guys like Derek Grant, a guy that they got uh, in the offseason as well, and Justin Braun is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Der- or Tyler Pitlick is as well. And pending how Chuck Fletcher chooses to piece this together and how he kind of sees these younger guys, guys like Morgan Frost or Tanner Lashinsky or Wade Allison, and their readiness to play at the NHL level will be a piece of that puzzle on how he fills those voids. And if he decides to bring any of those players back, one guy that I would like to see back, I just don't know if it'll work out financially. He made a million dollars this year, and that's Tyler Pitlick. I just think he's a guy that is a real reliable bottom six guy, a guy that you know exactly what you're going to get from his game each and every night. He came in with the Flyers after that trade with uh, Dallas and uh, performed very well. And it was part of that Ryan Hartman deal and performed very well for this team. And, you know, a lot of times you're not expecting Tyler Pitlick to to score you 20 goals. You're not expecting Tyler Pitlick to be uh, your go-to offensive weapon, but you are expecting him and you know you're going to get from him 100% effort, a professional effort each and every night, each and every shift, a guy that can kill penalties, do the little things right, and uh, you need hockey players on your team in your bottom six that can do exactly that. So we'll see uh, what the future holds for a guy like Tyler Pitlick. And obviously the really the contract that's going to be really interesting is, is Nolan Patrick. Now earlier, Oscar Lindblom was in, in a similar situation to Nolan Patrick. The future was kind of uncertain. Obviously with his Ewing sarcoma do, uh, diagnosis, he's going to be a pending restricted free agent. Chuck Fletcher signed him to a a three-year deal with a $3 million AAV. So he is now signed 2022-2023 season. Uh, how Chuck Fletcher uh, goes about getting a deal done with uh, Nolan Patrick remains to be seen. But uh, he's a guy that the Flyers are hoping can contribute. Picked up number two overall uh, back a couple of years ago. Uh, sticking with the forwards real quick, a couple of RFAs. Uh, Nicholas Albay-Kubel is another guy uh, that's going to be a restricted free agent. So we'll see how the Flyers handle that negotiation. Uh, Robert Haig on the defensive side is a restricted free agent, and a guy in Phil Myers, undrafted player, uh, is a restricted free agent as well. And you just see Phil Myers' stock rising more and more and more. And for a guy that you know went to a camp in Calgary many years ago and couldn't find a spot for him and then 
Uh, Flyers had a spot open up in rookie camp, and he came in, and then they liked what they saw, so they signed him to a contract, and now years later, he's about to get his first restricted free agent contract. Uh, that'll happen this offseason, and he's a big part of the future for this Flyers team. Tim Saunders, Steve Coates, and I were talking about it in the final postgame show. Um, that he's showing flashes, that he, he may end up being your second best defenseman on this Flyers team beyond uh, Ivan Provorov. Now, that's no knock on Niskanen. That's no knock on Travis Sanheim. Uh, but Phil Myers is a guy that's developing at, at a great rate for the Philadelphia Flyers. When we get into the goaltending situation, Brian Elliott is an unrestricted free agent. He signed a one-year deal for $2 million. And Carter Hart, they have one more year of Carter Hart on his entry-level contract. Uh, he'll get his RFA deal coming up, not this offseason, but the next. Uh, but Brian Elliott is a guy that makes a lot of sense for this Flyers team to bring back. And, you know, it's a really crazy situation with a flat cap. When teams are planning, when they're signing their RFAs, like last year with Ivan Provorov and Travis Konechny, who signed their restricted free agent deals, Ivan Provorov got that huge deal. Uh, all the way uh, tied up now, all the way through 24-25 season. And Travis Konechny, now the AAV rather. The AAV for Ivan Provorov, 6.75. And then Travis Konechny, uh, a guy they got a deal done with as well, uh, at a $5.5 million cap hit and also a five-year contract. So how they, Chuck Fletcher decides to kind of put these pieces together when the flat cap came out of nowhere at no one's fault. Uh, the pandemic strikes and it's going to cause that flat cap for conceivably a couple of years. How the Flyers and Chuck Fletcher handled this offseason will be very, very interesting. Shane Gostaspare is the guy that's under contract for three more seasons with a $4.5 million cap hit, was obviously scratched a bit in the playoffs. And then you also look at uh, another guy that was scratched a bit in the playoffs, and James Van Riemsdyk, uh, with three more years left on his contract at seven per. So uh, how Chuck Fletcher handles this situation, how he makes these puzzle pieces fit together, will be part of the intrigue. And coming up tomorrow, Chuck Fletcher will address the media. And uh, we'll have that commentary and uh, that, that availability for you as well here on Flyers Daily. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center, supporting our Flyers. Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily.